When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week we're talking about High Fidelity. High Fidelity, which I think is a movie that like came up on a previous podcast. I can't remember. Oh, I think perhaps. we were like, uh, we should probably do that one. <laughs> oh my God. High Fidelity was like the movie that every guy you've dated in university liked. <laughs> it's that movie. They're like, oh, I'm deep. I love High Fidelity. <laughs> which admittedly, admittedly, I used to, like, I loved High Fidelity when I was growing up, which makes me feel like how fucked up of a teenager was I <laughs> that I looked at this and went, yeah, they, these are all healthy relationships. This is good. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's weird. The movie doesn't really pretend like they're healthy relationships but it definitely looks at them from the totally wrong perspective uh, yeah <laughs> well i mean if you were to like surmise this movie if you were to give a summary of this movie it would just be like okay so it's about a guy that talks about his five ex-girlfriends all of whom were right and dodged a bullet by not dating this man right he harasses his ex-girlfriend into getting back together with him and somehow it works yeah and it's supposed to be romantic or be sort of looked at as a self-improvement in some way yeah but it really it really lays false so who would you say is the villain in this then well okay well obviously it's like, supposed to be the villain Obviously, like the main character, like Cusack is obviously like the anti hero. He's it, it's clear that he's not always right, and that is how the movie is framed. Sure, that he is against himself and his own interests at all times. Uh, but I think they really paint uh, Ian <laughs> to be uh, kind of <laughs> played uh, by the wonderful Tim Robbins. Yeah, Ian and I think and a few of his ex girlfriends. I think I think the movie takes the strong stance that his ex-girlfriends are the villains like they are like the the movie is like look at the things that these women did to our main character i think i think the movie believes that the his ex-girlfriends are the villains. yeah at least a couple of them you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> at least one or two of them where i'm like jesus christ this can't be your opinion <laughs> yeah but they're not like every single one of these women is entirely correct in doing uh doing what they did oh, and, yeah. and getting the fuck out of Dodge. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is, uh. so, so why don't we, well, we could run down the women first and then we can get into his main relationship because yeah, that's where course. the biggest nightmares are. Right. Okay. okay. For sure. So we've got, we've got number one is Allison, which was his, when he was 14 years old, uh, was his like, girl he made out with a couple of times yes three Three times times. he even says and this is something that i think is so weird because i've never qualified a relationship like this he goes we were dating for six hours and i'm like okay so that means in your mind you were only dating when you were making out with her (laughs) because he's like yeah it was over the span of three days we dated for six hours (laughs) i was like i don't think that's how dating works but okay and then when he calls her because he goes through this whole thing where he's gonna go back and check out all of his ex-girlfriends and see 
what happened or what he did wrong or whatever. Um, when he goes back and he calls the mom, okay, he calls the mom. She goes, no, no, you're mistaken. Uh, Allison's been with the same guy since, uh, like, her first boyfriend ever. And then he argues with the mother about it. Who would care about that? He goes, well, actually, to correct you, I mm. was. And I was like, what kind of self-important <laughs> thing? And, and she was so nice about it, too. She goes, um, okay, well, uh, I'm not going to argue with you. Goodbye. I, yeah. But I just want to talk, like, so, so... This is, he frames this as the top five breakups of all time. Yes. Hardest, most hard hitting or whatever. And on his list is one, is a girl you kissed three times when you were 13, 14 years old? Like, you haven't let that go yet? <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> like, like that, that is, like, that's the first thing I thought. Like, so this is like within the first five minutes of the movie, right? He's breaking up with Laura, the main ex in this, right? Yes. And then he gives us the rundown of his top five worst breakups of all time. One of which he just adds in because he doesn't want to talk about Laura. Right. But like, this which is one, something I could understand. I was like, sure. I get that point. I don't want to give you the, yeah, the satisfaction. The satisfaction. <laughs> um, but like, this is the first one. Like, as soon as I heard this, I was mm. like, like, well, you, you haven't let that go, man. What kind of a monster are you that's like still holding a grudge uh, on your like grade seven, grade, what are you in your third? I don't know, your 14 year old girlfriend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, you needed five though. Like, cause that's I, his thing, right? Sure. You need Wait, top five. That's, that's his insufferable thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. But yeah, I was just like, oh man, that's not, let's, let's put it this way. If you go out with a person and they're like, the first girlfriend I ever had when I was 14 really screwed me up. You'd be like, whoa, okay. Oh, yeah. that's Unless a- you're 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is not a good, let it go, man. Oh, he needs to, he's got some demons. He's got some big, deep-seated demons yeah. about it. Like, and at, at every turn, every woman he talks to, he's like, oh, it wasn't my fault, or I wasn't wrong here, or this was good that this happened. Yeah. And I'm like, oh And he's God. trying to absolve himself of any responsibility in these. Because in, the, in Allison's case, I guess, mm-hmm. he goes, oh, well, it was fate. They got married, so it wasn't <laughs> my fault. This like, uh, this guy, and I don't know what it is about him, but uh, he didn't seem like a fate believer to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of out of left field. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't see any crystals in your apartment, man, or anything. That's such, oh, and, and I, okay, I'm going to veer off just a little bit for this one. To, I think, to uh, organize your record collection in autobiographical order is in you're a psychopath you are obsessed with yourself there's no there's no possible way to mentally justify that no one could ever find anything in your apartment no plus uh, honestly for me i'm like that sounds impossible (laughs) there's no fucking way i could remember when i bought things and then listen to organize them and then keep remembering that well but i mean that just speaks to like what's important to this guy which is like all the records and the music like it's totally detached Mm. from um real human experience you know what i mean like i'm not saying like you know you can collect things you can be passionate about things but the obsession that he and his friends have with like records and stuff like that it borders on insanity is is what it borders on you know what i mean like like 
oh, it's so cool that you do it autobiographically. But by the way, that is my, that would be a nightmare system Mm. for me because like what happens if a song is important to you at two different points in your life? Well, no, it was when he purchased them. He he was organizing yeah, yeah. them uh, by by the the way boy. he purchased them, which was hilarious because you're looking at like, well, like five thousand albums in this guy's fucking apartment. Yeah, how do you listen? I anyway, just like. <laughs> I wish we could take a picture. We we should after this. We should take a picture of uh, what our two work spots were look like right now, because right now it, it's a perfect visualization of why Craig is so thrown off by this. <laughs> I've got papers everywhere. I've got like a, my watch, an iPad, my phone. You've got one notebook queued up perfectly. Oh, don't do not get me wrong. I use <laughs> I use piles to organize everything at home. Like I for some reason people are like, Craig, you're probably such a neat and tidy guy. You have all your shit together. No. no. You seem like that. I am Craig. a monster at home. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> monster. I cannot organize. Oh anything. my god. All right. Um, let's let's move on to this this, this is the worst this is one. the worst one. This is the worst one. Both in what he does That's and it. how he feels comes about back. it afterwards. Oh god. Is insane. Craig, do you want to here, you pitch this one out to the team. Okay. <laughs> so this is uh this is uh Allison. Allison. Sorry. I don't think yeah. I I'm bad with the names here. So Allison was his Oh no, first. sorry. Allison was the first one. Penny, pardon me. Penny. Okay. So Penny was his high school sweetheart and they were so in love and she was so cool and he like he just wanted to get with her and touch her boobs and like go under her shirt and try and have sex with her and she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't put out. So he breaks up with her. Which he forgets. <laughs> yeah. And then hears that she slept with a guy a week later. Yeah. And then he goes like, well, what was it about me that like, nah, 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 nah. and you go just again, th- this movie sort of broken into two parts where he describes the relationship and mm-hmm. then we revisit it later and it's like new things are revealed. But even in then I was like, you're an asshole. Absolutely. <laughs> Cause he even states and it's so blunt. He goes, I didn't like her because she was nice. I didn't like her for any of the nice reasons. And he goes to great efforts to explain that like, yes, she was a good person and fun person and an interesting person. And beautiful like, and beautiful and, and, and interesting. All this stuff. <laughs> and then he meets up with her later <laughs> in the movie. And oh, I can't even. He's got, got yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he didn't get his dick wet like fucking years ago. He meets up with her, which I will say when he's like, "Oh, she's she she's a a, a movie reviewer." She's like, "So it was cool." She was taking notes. The I don't know if you had this moment, but I felt so meta in that moment because I'm taking notes of the yeah, movie yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. taking notes. In the, I'm like, this is so weird. Um, but yeah, she goes, it wasn't about you. I, I didn't want to have sex with you. She was like, I just didn't want to do that. I wanted to wait till I got into college when that's when she thought, you you know, when you're supposed to do it or whatever. Yeah. Um, now, mind you, I am. And she was heartbroken. Heartbroken. When she, she's like, you. she reminds him. That you broke mm-hmm. up with me, and I was devastated. Devastated, and I the next guy I slept with, I was just too tired to fight it off because I was so emotionally like done. She goes, "It wasn't rape, but it wasn't far off." Is exactly what she yeah, says. Yeah, and which you're like, especially in like the modern climate, you go like, "Oh, 
Yeah, but the thing is, is that, and that's bad, but that's by by no means his his fault necessarily. Okay, necessarily. Okay, sure. he certainly has some has leaned on some bad emotions here, but it's not directly necessarily his fault. But his reaction. <laughs> To the, learning this information, he goes, "Oh yeah, that was right. I dumped her." <laughs> I know it's like, what were you holding on to this whole time? Where you're like, "What a shitty breakup." Yeah, because oh, like the whole movie takes the approach. It's like, "Oh my god, the, how could you do this to me? How could you leave me with this pain and destroy me so much?" And he broke up with her. Yeah. And ninety percent uh, of the women they show, I'm like, oh, rocket out of your league, rocket out, out of your league. league. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, my god, that yeah, that one was particularly bad. Yeah. Um, and then we've got okay, number four or sorry, number three, we've got Charlie. Yeah. <sighs> I had a lot to say about Charlie. All right, well, let's go, let's go into it. <laughs> okay, because um, the way okay, so first of all, he 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 fantasizes about her. He he's like he he he's locked her in this box in his mind where this was like the perfect woman. He's put her on a pedestal. Put her sure. on, yeah. He put the pussy on a pedestal. That's great, Craig. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's not how you said it, but that's how I'm gonna say it. He's putting the pussy on a pedestal. Okay. Um, he even admits. So he first of all, in his first rendition of this, runs down every reason. Like, if he listened to himself speaking, he would realize why it didn't work out. He'd be like, I never felt comfortable. Well, if you never feel comfortable in your relationship, I can guarantee you that person's going to break up with you. Okay, because they can feel that. It's impossible to be with somebody that's uncomfortable all the time and jealous and worried and being like, oh, you're going to... He was constantly... He even says, he goes, I was so worried that she was going to leave me for one of the guys at her studio, and she ends up doing that. Okay, oh, which is exactly yeah. <laughs> self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, I mean, we did it our like a chicken or egg argument, but it's like obviously a bit of this you willed this into existence for sure, for sure. <laughs> so he's like, I felt like a fraud. Yeah, and I think he also says like I was worried I wasn't like uh, capable enough sexually to satisfy her mm-hmm. or whatever, and I'm like, you know what. Catherine Zeta-Jones? Valid. Probably not. You (laughs) know what I mean? Like, uh, I forgot how kicking she was. She's, yeah. Watching that movie? I mean, John Cusack, uh, way out of Uh, uh, this character's league. Uh, She's nothing but net. She is nothing but net. Yeah, Um, yeah, for sure. Hot uh, as hell. So then, hot as hell. Interesting as hell. Like has, he even like, says that, right? Like, yeah. He he jumps at he. She's saying all these interesting things. She's saying all these intelligent things. And then when he goes back to revisit her, his opinion completely flips. Even though she's the exact same person. Yeah. I, this is a this is a weird one for me because like I I did. He goes so he goes to this dinner party, right? And it's mm-hmm. all filled with people. And she's like sort of there holding court. Which, by the way, it was the weirdest thing. He leaves a message for her, and he's like on her answering machine he's like well i guess i'll never hear from her yeah and then she gets back from like out of town or whatever and calls him up and immediately invites him to um to uh a dinner party that night which is somebody that she hasn't seen since college oh i don't think that's a, i don't think that's weird to me 
No? Okay. No, if you're a socialite and you're having parties and soirees all the time, sure. inviting somebody last minute to your home is like nothing. But but she even says like, oh, I was so worried because like all these ex-boyfriends have been calling yeah, me up and asking yeah. me to rehash this sort of thing. So why, I don't know, for me, I can't imagine that emotional be like, oh, another ex-boyfriend calling. I'm going to immediately call them back and invite them to dinner. I'm not going to, like, I would test the waters a little bit. I first, see. You know what I mean? Um, but but I did like where he, he sort of realizes that the things that he thought about her mm-hmm. were all just, like, um, not there. It's like, because like, I, I, I feel like I've dated or known these types of people okay. who are, like, um, on the surface, they are very like mm. nice and sociable and friendly, and then you realize that there's not much to them. They just want to collect people. Okay. You know I, what I mean? Yeah, I could get that. Here, here's my counter argument to this okay. to this scene. This is what bothers me about this whole scene where he goes back and he revisits her and all this stuff, right? And he kind of goes into this thing where he she, like his own monologue where he's like, "Oh, I just realized like Charlie's foolish. Er, she's full of shit." Yeah. Like she, she's full of bullshit. She's a snob. She's elitist. She just sits around and gossips and judges people. And I'm like, and what do you think you and your two friends do in your record store? Oh my, yeah. Okay. Let's, <laughs> so let's take a little yeah. bit of a diversion. Think about that for yeah, a second. No, Cause for they are the exact same group of fucking people. True. Just about different things. Exactly. Yeah. So then their thing is like, Oh, we're, we're a little nerdier. We're a little more underground. So we're allowed to judge these people for being snobs. I'm like, you were literally pushing customers out of your dying business because you're too cool. I know. Okay. God, <laughs> that record store is insufferable. Okay? <laughs> so Jack Black is a treasure in this. I love, in I love terms Jack of Black. like acting. Yeah. But as a character, I just want to punch everybody in the throat. Like he's introduced and he comes in and he goes, what the hell are you listening to? Uh, and John Cusack's character, uh, Rob, goes, uh, it's an album that we're listening to. He gives the name, and we're enjoying. And Jack Black just turns it off and goes, that's shit. You guys need to listen to good music. And I'm just like, man, don't police people's tastes like that. You know what I mean? And then he's just like, oh, I thought we were going to have like a, t- a nice discussion over this, and you guys are just acting all weird. It's like, oh, man, the kind of person who comes in and just has an idea of how this social interaction is going to go yeah. and gets <laughs> gets upset when it doesn't go their way. Like I had somebody once who'd be like, oh, so I've organized this trip to Canada's Wonderland. This is, this is something that really mm-hmm. happened to me. And they're like, and, uh, and you're going to come and this person's going to come and it's only going to be these people and we're going to go and have a fun time. And I go, oh, that sounds like an all right time, but I can't that day. You haven't asked me to do that, and I have something else going on. Oh, that is very weird. And they got upset with me because then there wouldn't be an even number of people to ride the rides. <laughs> oh, shut up. And, and no like, way. Yeah, and I That's was just like, crazy. That's crazy. That's freaking wild. Like, and, and you're like, anybody who sort of like dictates social interactions have to be on their terms? No, thank you. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I, I honestly didn't even think about it that way. I was like, yeah, this is annoying and it's very much an imposition. But you're right. Anybody that sits and plans how something is going to go down is fucking crazy. Yeah. You, could, you, by all means, you can be like, I made this tape for my friends and we're going to listen to it tomorrow at work. And I'd, be, I'd love to hear what they have to say mm-hmm. about it. 
you know. But you can't be like, we need to. We need to, and this needs I, to go the way I want it to, and we need to have the discussions that I want to because I've thought of them. Well, that, and there's a, I find there's a theme through the whole movie where they're judging people on their tastes, which yeah. I hate. I hate that so much. I hate it when people do that because it's really just, I can understand having a, like a discussion and being like, I disagree or whatever, but I've never been looked at somebody unless I truly think it is like, like bad in the sense of evil where I'm like, you shouldn't like this because this is fundamentally like immoral this, and it to will harm other, will harm other people. If it doesn't harm other people, I'm like, fucking do it. If I, okay. If I walked into a restaurant, okay. And I saw somebody just taking the gum, off of the bottoms of tables and chewing on it, I'd be like, look at this guy cleaning it up. That's great. You Let him do it. I wouldn't do it. No, I but wouldn't if do you want to do it, you got to do it, buddy. If you like it, I'm down. Okay, yeah. if you're not hurting anybody else, like, I don't give a shit. If you're like, like what's a, what's a movie that you think is absolutely terrible? Like, uh, absolutely terrible? Abs- just the worst. Oh, oh Jesus. Um, I mean... <laughs> I think, uh, just because I thought of it today, The Box, have you ever watched that one? No. That's the one with uh, James Marsden and, uh, uh, oh, what's her face? Um, oh, shoot. Now I can't remember it. But uh, they bring uh, they bring a box, and if you press the button, uh, you get a million dollars. But somebody in the world dies that you don't uh. know. But like it's it's like good for about 10 minutes and then goes off the rails. It's a really terribly bad movie. Yeah, uh, but if somebody came up to you at a party and was like, man... The Box is my favorite movie of all time. Would you call that guy a fucking moron? Or would you be like, oh, I disagree? <laughs> yeah, I would be like, I disagree. Yeah. For sure. Well, and that's and that's the thing. And like you find this, it's it's so upsetting because you, you see this in comedy a lot, in the comedy industry a lot. You see mm. this in, in nerd culture a lot. Yeah. Uh, where the, th- the, and it's sort of like this indie, it is this sort of indie music cliche, right? Or the, this hipster cliche where you go, the things that are popular aren't good. Which is insane. Right. Because they're popular for a reason. They're popular be, for a reason. Absolutely. So there's, there's, a, there's a reason. Like, like okay, I'll, I'll, I'll use this as an example. Uh, Big Bang Theory. There's a lot of... <laughs> no, there's a, there's a lot of people like, who do comedy for a living who do not think that is a very funny show. If that comes as a revelation to anybody listening, just know that that is true. Throughout all comedy communities. Right. But I hate when comics are like, that's not even funny. I was like, it is funny because people lots, laugh at it. <laughs> lots of people find it funny and it is a wildly successful, long-running comedy show. Don't hate something just because it's successful. Right. And that's exactly what these characters in this movie are doing. They go like the more obscure your reference, the more you really know music and the more you really like it. And that's what bothered me about because I used to uh, when I started comedy, I was in an improv uh, group that I ended up dipping out of because they started to do that where we would be practicing. And the the more obscure the rep, like they would be like, okay, like somebody would reference something from like fucking like like batman the animated series episode two like something very specific and i'm like this isn't for comedy though this isn't for people because you understand that people are gonna come watch us and they need to know what the hell we're talking about yeah 
Yeah, and it's 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 insane. Why are you doing that? You're doing that for yourself, and you're doing that oh, as an ego yeah. boost, being like, "Look just at how much smarter or more important I am than other people." You're just giving and yourself an old big old dick stroke. Yeah, exactly. Big That's, old dick stroke. And I'm not saying you can't talk about things or reference obscure things or anything like that, but you can't feel fucking superior when somebody doesn't get it. <laughs> and you can't call somebody's. And and I wrote this down. It's like because uh, Jack Black's character calls someone else's opinion bullshit yeah and you go there's this weird thing happening where um sort of fact and opinion are mixed up to the the point where it's like i'll use nickelback as an example right where they're like (laughs) nickelback is a terrible band that's just a fact it's like that's not a fact that is for sure an opinion you know what i mean like you don't like them lots of people don't like them they're a cliche punchline for a bad band but lots of people like them they were the greatest selling band of the 2000s. Do you realize that? They sold the most music of anybody no. in the 2000s decade. The, no uh, 2000s way. or 2010. They are the highest, uh, I don't know if they're like highest grossing or most sold or whatever it is, but they are the most popular band of that era. And you go, that's not shit then. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there, there is some merit to what they're doing and stopping a fucking, like just, just acknowledge that there is something popular that you don't like. Yeah, and it's you know fine I mean? if you and don't that, like it. And that other people might. I, have to, I feel like I have to remind people all of this all the time. I'm like, do you understand that not everything has to be made for you? Yeah. Like, people are, oh, I don't, I don't like that comedy, or like, that comedy is, like, uh, offensive, or I don't like it, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, well, then it's just not for you, okay? Because if everybody else is laughing... Then the, they're then, not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's you know what I, I mean? yeah, and it becomes a weird yeah it, it 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 becomes a weird thing as soon as you start talking about like offending people or whatever like that. That's like a whole other discussion. But like yeah, I would never go. Um, well, let's use. I mean, this is getting kind of deep in the weeds. But the Nanette, right? Yeah, right. Where I do not understand how people watch that and got angry about it. And they were like, "That's not stand-up comedy. And oh, why is yeah. why is that important?" And like, uh, and like, people made it their like they people took time out of their lives to try and knock that down, right? Yeah. Where if you didn't like it, you go, "Well, that wasn't for me." And like <laughs> that, you know, I've done that with so many things. You have to, yeah. yeah. Not everything is made for you. Not and it's everything just like, is made for you. Yeah, I think that's probably we can put a pin in that. But yeah. like, it's just like it is, uh, like, and that was like a theme throughout this whole movie where they're just like, ah, uh, that just made the characters, uh, uh, John Cusack's character, so unlikable. Where I was like, did you do anything in this movie that made you charming mm. or redeeming or kind? What do any of these women see in you to begin with? Oh, he's a hypocrite the whole time. We're going to dive into some more hypocrisy oh, here. God. Like he's, he goes back and forth so fucking crazily. Um, so we got, uh, we're up to number four. Okay, so that was Charlie. To, yeah. Uh, number four was Sarah. Oh, this girl. Yeah. So and this, this is, is the girl that he said, he's like, we matched. So this is his mental image of himself where he goes, this is kind of who I am. You know what I mean? He's, she's the one that he dates after, uh, after Charlie. After Charlie when he's destroyed. They're both, and both of them are broken up about relationships, which I've We've, we've I've done all this. had that 
relationship. We have had this relationship. <laughs> we're like, we're oh, like, we're just sad bastards oh, together. Misery together. Oh, oh my god. Sit bitching about your exes to each other. Oh yeah, I dated. I swear to God, I dated a guy. Oh my god, I'm so like to even think about it. I'm just so mortified of myself. <laughs> I'm like, I only did it because I was so broken, and I was just like, I just want to date somebody nice. At a moment in your life, if you haven't started dating a lot, at a moment, you'll go through a few people and go, okay, I just want to date a nice guy. Aww. Okay. Um, yeah. Turns out uh, not all nice guys are that nice. <laughs> yeah. And um, some of them are fucking morons. This guy would, he, he, he uh, did everything that you should never do. Like he, he listened to music on the subway without headphones. I should, how. When I'm thinking about it, I'm like, why didn't you run? Yeah. I hate that so much. And he was like, no, it's fine. Nobody cares. And in my head, I was like, no, literally, this is the one thing that the whole world agrees upon. (laughs) It's like, we've all agreed that this is no, this is, this is it. Oh, it's, there's a it's certain this era, and a killing certain, babies, yeah. and that's what we've all agreed on that we shouldn't do. <laughs> and there's a certain arrogance to listening to music on the bus, which goes back to what we were talking about before. It's like, my taste in music is, is so mm, good mm, and mm. so <laughs> correct that everybody on the bus will just be so happy to hear it. And they go, finally, some good music on the bus. Oh, like, that's, yeah. that's got to be what's in their head. You know, anyway. yeah, this guy was just the worst, but I was such a sad bastard that I was like, and he was too. And I was like, oh, we'll be sad bastards together. Yeah. And we just like locked ourselves in door. The only thing that we had in common was that we both love video games. So we would just like crush video game after video game. But that was about fucking it. Yeah. And it ended in him cheating on me. And honestly, the only person that's ever cheated on me where I've been like fair. Fair. <laughs> Rightfully fucking that. so. I think you're a moron, and I don't think I hide that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that I hide that you're an idiot. <laughs> so you know, my bad on that one, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and like for sure, I think uh, I I was in a relationship where I had just gotten through a bad breakup where we I'd lived with the person, and like you know, it was uh, you know it's pretty serious. We'd been dating for a long time, and then immediately got into this other relationship, and it was just like, oh, this is fresh and new and she just gotten out of a divorce mm, and i'd like mm, 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 you know i'd just gotten out of a serious relationship and it was like yes and that negativity fed off of each other and it was like yes it feels so good to do this <laughs> and you oh my god you overlook so many oh red the red flags. flags you put the blinders up and you're like no i just want to be in this yeah. right now i literally that guy that i was dating i was like i'm going to vegas in september i'll dump him before that <laughs> smart and that's why he was a hundred percent right to cheat on me yes because you had already checked out because i had already checked out to be perfectly fair okay and i think we need to look at ourselves in the mirror sometimes for sure "Mm, for sure maybe not great so this is probably the one relationship where i was like i get it Mm -hmm. and his response to this was correct because even when he goes back to revisit her he goes i would i'm really glad that she dumped me Yes. And not the other way around, because I would have, if I come back to this mess and look at it, I feel really bad. But she's the one that separated herself, and that's good. Yeah, she met somebody else, mm-hmm. and then goes, and and he goes back to meet her in the second half of the movie, and she's not doing great. No, no, no. She's, well, she's talking about medication. Her medication is wrong, and she's mm. so scared of being alone. Oh, and God. Like, you just go, I'm so, she's like, I'm so glad you called, and like... 
Yeah, it's not good. It's not a good situation for sure. And like you feel bad for her, right? Like she's clearly not had a good go of things. Well, have you ever read that conversation with an ex? Which is that? Where, you know, they call you up or you call them up or whatever. And you can tell there's a little something where they're kind of like uh, seeing if it could go back to where it was. Uh, It is very uncomfortable. I can imagine. (laughs) Yes. Very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. So that was the one where I was like, okay, this seems... This seems like it's regular and kind of on the up and up. And also, like, they're the best matches together because his life is also just, he's focused on misery and ruining relationships and, you know, obsessing about things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they are actually well suited to each other (laughs) as much as they're both miserable people. Um, Yeah. And then we get to, uh, is this now? This is Sarah now, right? Yeah, because he he says at one point, he goes, uh, and number five's Jackie. He goes, there's nothing wrong with Jackie. It was a fling. I didn't really feel it, neither did she. It was just for fun. But I don't want to talk about Laura. Yeah, I used her to push her out. I used her to push her out. And then we get to Laura. Yeah, which is, I I think probably, I mean, she is certainly the main focus of the movie. It's the thing he's broken up over. But... So right at the beginning of the movie, they're breaking up. Yes. Right. And he goes, he's given the top five breakups of all time. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he, he, by the way, is at the beginning of this movie, he is sitting in a chair with headphones on listening to music after a breakup, like a fucking child. You know what I mean? Just being like pouting in the corner, being like, I'm going to put my headphones on and sit in the corner and not acknowledge anything. You <laughs> immature fuck. I hate time, you already. One time I had a guy do that. We were breaking up and we were in the car and he uh, he just cranked a sad song on the radio while we were both still sitting there. And I was like, well, this is really uncomfortable now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would like to think that we're all perfectly civilized and have handled every single breakup we've ever been <laughs> in a perfectly reasonable way. But <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. Well, yeah, I shouldn't kid myself either. There are a couple in my closet where I'm like, Ooh, I'm, I'm pulling on my collar. You know what I mean? I'm like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little passive aggressive was... MSN messenger statuses. Ooh, MSN I... messenger. <laughs> I wish anything me. I did was simply passive aggressive. Oh, God. <laughs> What did you do, Rebecca? No, it was a uh, it was aggressive, aggressive. So <laughs> it was so aggressive. They named it twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, like that. Yeah, so he's listening to music, which is wild for a full grown adult. I mean, yeah, he's an audiophile, or whatever. Ugh. Yeah, but so just- so that's where we open up. She leaves. He's if you want to fuck me up, you should have got to me years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that, though, because I was like, honestly, as much as no one ever looks good in a breakup, like, that's real. That's how a real breakup goes down, in my mind, okay? Yeah. Like, a lot of them are, like, there's there's emotions flying high. You're going to say insane things. True. I've said things in breakups where I'm like, if I think about it, my face will literally start turning red. I'm like, how embarrassing. How dare I <laughs> how, say how, how dare I? How dare those words ever have left my lips? Yeah, like, that's I insane. I didn't mean that. Oh, yeah. You're just Come like, God on. damn it. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then uh, shortly after, I think his mother calls. Like, we're, Who cries I, on the phone? <laughs> she flips out. She's like, this happens all the time. You meet them, they move in with mm. you, and then you move out or they move out. Uh, like, her, his mother 
is distraught by the fact that like he keeps ruining relationships. Okay, I will say this. I honestly, in that moment, I'm like, no, I feel like this mom's being a bit of a dick. <laughs> like they just broke up. He's your son. That. I realize that. <laughs> but to my my point being though is how how much of a pattern is this uh, yeah. when like you call it's like hey mom i'm drunk again and she goes again oh my god come on you do this every time you know what i yeah. mean like uh, hey mom i lost my job you lost your job again you always do this you always lose your job you know like it's mm. the point at which your mother is mm-hmm. being like this is a pattern and it's bad and you need to stop doing this is shows that there's a problem oh yeah no he's not good uh no. he's not good at all and it's really revealed like the the when when we get the big bomb is when uh Joan Cusack, which Oh I okay. National Treasure Joan Cusack. I fucking love Joan Cusack. I don't know what it is about her. I love her so much. I love her. And okay, so she she comes in, there's one point where she busts into the record store <laughs> and just yells at him and goes, You f- what she goes, you it, asshole. I think she calls him a fucking asshole. You fucking, you asshole. fucking asshole. But let's just take a, a, a sibling moment here. <laughs> to be how fun would it be to be an actor in a scene with your sibling? <laughs> That's incredible. And you get to just bust in a door and yell at them, you fucking asshole. Like, like I can almost see the joy in her heart as she's doing that. I just want to say that as a sibling. I didn't I was even just clock like, that. That's How great. great is that, though? Like... That's a. <laughs> I bet you that that scene is framed and captioned up on a shelf with an Oscar, which she almost certainly should have won by now. You know what I mean? Like that's a career highlight for Joe Cusack. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be great. You know what? You're right. I didn't even clock that, and that's so fucking funny, man. Uh, but let's get to the inciting incident of that. So, which was so then she leaves, and he's like, "Okay," like he's you know talking to the camera again, um, which is a trope that I love. <laughs> I don't care how many times it happens. Somebody talking directly to the camera, I love it. I don't care. Okay. Um, I just don't care. I really enjoy the it. whole movie. Is that yeah, yeah. pretty much? Um, he, he goes, "Okay," so she she could have said like I think he says one of four things. Okay, she could have. She revealed. She could have maybe revealed two or all four of these bad of the following information. He starts with, (laughs) he slept with someone else. Okay, here's it. Let's all take a knee, team. (laughs) Just everybody gather around the fire. Okay, Um, if you cheat on somebody and they dump you, you're bad. You're bad. Okay. You're the bad guy. Yeah, I don't care. It's your bad. Okay, I don't care what you tell yourself, how much you beg. That's still your bad. Okay, if they're willing to keep you in their good graces, they are an angel. But uh, at no point is it their fault. Um, so his affair resulted in a termination of her pregnancy. So she's like, okay, well, this guy's sleeping with other women. I'm going to go get an abortion. Yeah. Valid. Um, he borrows $4,000 from her, which he hasn't paid back. That was the only one that I was like, "Mm, I don't think that's a big deal. Yeah. I don't Uh, think that's a big deal. She offered it to you. You were living together. You're in a serious committed relationship. Yeah. I, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. I, I don't think that's bad. Um, and the last one is that he told her he was unhappy and looking around for someone else. Yes. Ooh, that's a lot. Wow. Sorry, you're the victim of this. Okay. (laughs) And what I love is, okay, so that information is presented Mm -hmm. by Laura telling uh, Joan Cusack's character that, right? And then we kind of cut back to uh, uh, 
John Cusack. Mm-hmm. And he's like, in my defense, like those things sound bad, but this is how they went down, right? Where he goes, I didn't know. And like, he's like, okay, we're going to see how there's complicated things mm-hmm. that feed into that. Let's start with the easy one. Uh, he's like, she offered the money, whatever. Fine, exactly, right? It's like I you're in a committed valid. relationship. Yeah. He's like, I didn't have the means to pay her back. I still don't. Plus, uh, and okay, I, and maybe w- this is just me, and I don't like I I don't have a lot of money, so I don't know why I feel this way. But I'm like four thousand dollars to a lo- like she's 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 basically, a lawyer. She's, yeah, a lawyer. She's, she's doing okay. That's nothing. Uh, you're fine. Yeah, and then he goes. Uh, in my defense, I didn't know she was pregnant, uh, and I didn't know she got the abortion. Yes. Okay. And he goes, it was only afterwards, like when we were going through a good patch again, that she told me. And his uh, reaction to his reaction was to berate her and saying, what is your like? It's my kid. too. What too gives you da, any, da, da, da. And I go, oh, you just made that so much worse. Like his, de- <laughs> his defense of you could have said nothing. <laughs> Yeah, and like it would have been better. Yeah, it's and like and his thing is is like that just wiped out any good graces you had. Yeah. And he goes, and then the other one is kind of like, mm, okay, where it's like he felt like he she kind of tricked, tricked him, him into saying because that. she was like, I'm unhappy. It's like, do you ever think about it? I and it seemed like that was like a conversation going on. Fine. But like the fact that you're like, one, we never know why he cheated on Initially, her or with yeah. her or what those circumstances were. He never is like, you know, we were on a break or like mm-hmm. technically I thought, you know. He just breezes over he's that just part. just like, I did, I did absolutely sleep with somebody and you were pregnant. And like, you just go, yeah, your explanation did not convince me that you were <laughs> the bad guy in this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He just, he, he yeah, again, like what you said, he just reinforces the point that he's a dick. Now, I can understand to a certain degree being like, hey, because I, I don't know. I'm not a man. OK, I do not have a penis. Mm-hmm. OK, I cannot. If if I'm pregnant, I'm in full control of what's happening here. I could see how that would be a little a little frustrating to hear that, like, maybe you had a child. That there could have been a potential child in the world. Uh, that you didn't even know about or had any say in or anything like that. I can understand a frustration there. Yeah, but it's also like, pick your fucking moment. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, you can be... Like, the point... (laughs) The point at which your long-term girlfriend, who you cheated on, admits to you that when you cheated on her, Mm -hmm. she was pregnant, and because you cheated on her, she got an abortion. You yeah, don't, I don't think you could yell at you that You don't person. go like, how dare you? <laughs> you can't take the moral high ground there. You've got to go. He does say that's a misstep, though. He was like, I, I, I don't care if you know it's a misstep <laughs> or not. You know, don't do it in the first place. Uh, I mean, like every single thing in that sequence is a terrible mistake on his part. Yes. Where he's cheated on his. But like, yeah, just don't just. Just don't. You know what I mean? That's a conversation that you can have later, maybe, when the the fires have died down a bit and you go, you know, um, I understand why um, you didn't consult me Mm -hmm. on that because you thought maybe we had no relationship. But, like, and this is a level of emotional maturity that he doesn't have where he goes, (laughs) you know, the idea of having a child with you is very appealing and the idea that I did something to screw it up really bothers me that's the way that you oh, you yeah. take that right yes and you go okay well then 
let's have a conversation about our relationship that we should for sure have anyway, because we are a fucking mess. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's, uh, he's such a villain in this. He's is, a villain the whole way through so consistently. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that I ever loved this movie. Like I loved this movie. Like I, I watched it on DVD when I watched it. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you can imagine, mind you, I haven't watched it in a very long time, but yeah, this guy is an asshole front to back. Front okay. To back. And never lets up because here's, here's my thing is the, the whole Ian storyline. Okay. Yeah. So with Ian, he is obsessed with whether Laura has slept with Ian or not. Right. And he cheated on her. <laughs> like, they're not even dating right now. I'm like, you're not even together, and you're so worried that she's going to sleep with somebody else when you did, when you were in a relationship. I know. And and the worst part about that is there's a scene where, I think she comes over, they're talking on the phone, I forget which, and she sort of reveals to him that, like, so he, first of all, he's demanding, like, is it better? Is it better sex with, Ew. like, Ian? I was like, oh, what are you doing? Like, what do you, what do you even hope to get from this, you weirdo? Like, no answer you're going to like is going to satisfy. You, you know, no answer you get is going to satisfy you. But she goes, we've, we've slept together, but we haven't had sex. Like, we've yeah. slept in the same bed. But and I've enjoyed that more. I've enjoyed that more, which is almost more devastating. I thought it was, too. I yeah. was like, if somebody said that to me, it would hurt my feelings so much. Yeah. So then he so then he has that answer. And he's like, well, she hasn't slept with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. And he obsesses <laughs> about that. But then, like, that night oh. goes out and hooks up with... Uh, uh, Marie, the like hip musician, uh, musician, um, whatever, sleeps with immediately, her immediately. Immediately, and then that next day is calling his ex Laura at work, asking like harassing her, yeah. asking her to meet him for a drink, and then he's like, "Have you slept with her yet? Or have you slept with him yet? Have you now? Have you now?" And she's like, "Why are you doing this? You're not going to like the answer." And she goes, yeah, we did. And then he flips out and leaves. Like, it, it's mind-blowing. It's yeah. mind-blowing. Yeah. It's, I, it, it's ah. a level of hypocrisy I can't understand. I think the, I, I can't even imagine why it flew the first time watching it and why I was like, oh, yeah, this all makes sense. Yeah. And then his reaction <laughs> to, he, he storms out. Mm-hmm. She calls him. Yes. Because she's an adult woman. Right. He hangs up on her. Yep. And then he goes and hangs out in a payphone outside of the... He gets the apartment number. Yeah, he calls the operator. Gets the address. Goes, camps out in the rain with a fistful of quarters and keeps calling the apartment to talk to her after he hung up on her. Like, what kind of stalker, psychopath? Oh, my God. What a baby. What a baby of a man. Yeah. It was amazing to me. That scene in particular was amazing Ugh. to me because I was like, the only time I've ever experienced anything close to that was high school. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, yeah, we've all, yeah. We all got embarrassing high school stories, Craig. I'm uh, saving one for the end. I've got uh, a, I've okay, got a nice, good one nice, this nice, week. Nice, I'm, nice, I'm nice. ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited wait. to tell this um, story. Everybody listening, <laughs> skip ahead to the end. We can come back to this point now because we oh, know you're, you're probably going to do that. Uh, but yeah, oh my God, the hypocrisy in that is unbelievable. And it's like, and, and the whole time he's framing it 
like he's he's the victim of all of this, which yeah. is insane. Yes. Yeah. So and then after so uh, Laura's dad dies. Yeah. <sighs> Greg had it. I I don't know how to unpack this one because watching it, I was like, I feel bad watching this. Her dad just died. He first of all at the funeral at the reception of the funeral um, gets into an argument in front of her sister, whose dad has also just died, (laughs) about himself. Yeah, which is madness. And then Laura's like, "Okay, I just want to feel anything else but this." And then they have sex in the car. Sure. Which I really, I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'd do that. (laughs) But I really, I'm on the fence about it because it does truly feel like that's what she needs. And it's not really taking advantage of a situation. It is to a degree. It is. um, No, actually, I I read that as being her fully in control. Yeah. Her her knowing what she wants. Because she articulates what she wants very well. Whereas she goes... Um, I just want to feel anything other than this, which is grief and remorse. Yep. Totally get. And um, I want to feel something familiar. And mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially when a, a a breakup is fresh. Like, let's, let's you know, take the death of a loved one out of it. Right. But like, I, you know, you sometimes you break up with somebody and a couple days, you know, you kind of like hook up again with, you know, like yeah. there's there's like a couple of things where it's like, well, this is just nice and familiar and we didn't maybe we screwed this up or, you know, maybe we should get like there's kind of that like, ah, you know, like I've had I a relationship know. where you just like, yeah, I just don't think that'd ever be my go to. Like my dad's dead. I gotta get fucking. Like, yeah, I gotta get a dick in. Like I just don't. It's yeah. It's I mean every everyone grieves in their own way, yeah. and, and there's no right way. And no. some people eat, and it's some true. people. Um, I don't want to sound too judgy. If you've yeah. done that, you yeah, you gotta deal means. with your own shit. I yeah. get it. Uh, but uh, that wouldn't be my move. Let's no. say that. No grief is weird. Like I'm an eater. Yeah. Nom 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 nom. nom. Uh, <laughs> I I I firmly believe that the uh, best thing. I think on the whole, Western society is pretty bad at dealing with grief, just because we're so far removed from it. You know oh I mean? yeah, my like, my family's super British, man. Yeah, like <laughs> well, and it, you know, death, death, and that sort of thing isn't an everyday occurrence anymore because people live to be old, and mm-hmm. we have good health care and all the rest. Whereas, like, if you were born a hundred years ago, you had six brothers and sisters who died before they were five, and you just dealt with it, right? Yeah, but like simpler times, Greg. Yeah, simpler. <laughs> just times. when more people died, and we were more used to it. But I, I truly believe that the best thing, the only thing that we've come up with to deal with grief as a Western society since the invention of alcohol is lasagna. Like that's <laughs> that is our best effort. Because like you, you have a family grieving, and it's just like uh, we made you a lasagna. You yeah. can put it in the freezer and make it whenever. Uh, when my mom passed away, one per- one family we got so many lasagnas, and one person brought us like just one of those uh, fruit and veggie a veggie tray mm-hmm. just from like the grocery store, and it was the best thing ever. Like it made us feel, it made me feel so good because we just been eating lasagna <laughs> for like weeks. You know what I mean? And it was just like oh celery, <laughs> so good. So I guess. I guess my advice is like honestly, if you I would love if that was Garfield's backstory. Yeah, just like just a bunch of dead cats. He's like, I'm just trying to get through it. <laughs> <I'm so- laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just trying to get through life over here. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> or John's wife. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just trying to get through John's wife's passing. <laughs> just there's so many lasagna. There. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, but uh, the, the, my only advice would be like if you're wondering what to do for a family that's grieving. Uh, hey, uh, hook up with them if that's what they want. Uh, mm, do do that, mm-hmm. but also in all seriousness, just get them a veggie tray. They're probably. They're probably full up on lasagna. They, they've been crying a lot. They need the electrolytes. They need the uh, vitamins and minerals. Get that for them. That's, that's my piece of advice. <laughs> so that's the oh, that's the point where they get back together. It is. That's that's the moment where she. I mean, she's, she's like, I'm too tired to find it anymore. Which would just be if somebody said that to me. <laughs> I, think, I, I think I'd look at that and go. Maybe we shouldn't get back together. Maybe we shouldn't date because I've not, clearly been berating you. I mean, but does he have the no? Nah. And, but the, so they get back together, and like I think they kind of insinuate things are good for a while, but then he almost immediately starts flirting with with a reporter. Right. Yes. Okay. Now this is actually uh, I would say the one point in the movie that I really identify with, I really like, and I think is very well written, um, is when he meets, when he when he's making uh, the reporter a mixtape, and then afterwards he realizes what he's doing, and he goes and meets Laura in a bar. This is my favorite part. But Laura I think this, calls him out on it. Yeah, She goes, who are you making that mixtape for? And he goes, just some reporter. Yeah, but the... And this is after, by the way, Laura has been like, I'm arranging a party for this album that you're releasing. That you're putting out. That and I've like, I'm pushing you to be... A better person. A better more, person yeah. and all the rest. But there is something, there is a nugget in here that I really do like mm. where he goes, you know what, it's, it, it's, when he's talking about the underwear, where he goes, okay, like I always thought that like, you know, I wanted to be, well, this was earlier in the movie, but he goes, I always thought like I'd be surrounded by all of this exotic women's underwear. And then I realized that women just wear that, those pairs on the nights that they know they're going to have sex. And it's more like this, but then he starts talking, he goes like, um, but what I've realized is that I, I like these women because they don't have problems in my mind. But the truth is, is that they do have the ugly underwear. They do have the problems. I just haven't seen it yet. And that is something I think a lot of people do constantly mm. is they look at their relationship and they go, okay, like I, I, I see this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. And then they fantasize about all these other people and they put them on pedestals going, well, it would be better if it was that person. It's like, you have no idea the trash bags of shit that person's carrying around because we all have baggage. And I really just liked that moment in particular because I, for a long time, at least for myself, for a while in my life, I always kind of felt like that. Like I was never in a relationship. I was always half a foot out the door because sure. I was constantly like, oh, well, he does this or he does that or whatever. And like this person's perfect or somebody else would be perfect. And nobody's perfect. It's insane to think that way. Yeah, it's kind of a fear of missing out and grass would yeah. be greener kind of thing. It's like, yes, you don't commit. Because you are always like, yeah, well, maybe something well, maybe, better will come along. Maybe or, there is a woman out there that only has beautiful underwear. Right. And it's perfect. And, it's and yeah. just doesn't exist. No, it's true. I, I mean, it's interesting that you said that that re- resonated with you because like I, I like screamed like, like mm. it made me squeamish a bit. Not like the underwear thing. Like I think that's probably a pretty good metaphor. But yeah. like then he's like, but so will you marry me? And it just very mm. much seemed like. 
No, I'm, I didn't like that part. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm going to, like, it seemed like I'm ready to settle. Will you settle for me? Like, it very much seemed like that. And I, I was get like, that. Yeah. yeah. Like, the proposal, yeah, that's kind of bullshit. But I, I think the idea that, I just think that a lot of people do think that way. Yeah. And I think it was a good, it, it was the most honest he had been the whole time. Yeah, I think he's kind of dealing with his pent-up shit there. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It was just like, I. Uh, but I was like, Laura, like, don't get together with Ian. Ian's a fucking douche or whatever. Uh, but... Ian went and it was, like, trying to solve problems. Oh, but, okay, let's backtrack <laughs> to that for a second, because I fucking hate that. Okay, so he's like... He, they they reveal like he's a conflict res, a mediator or whatever. That's yeah. what he does for a living. He's got the long hippie hair and like he's clearly a character of somebody. Um, but then he comes to the record store to try and like resolve it with uh, John Cusack's character. And this is after Laura has also asked him not to do that. Right? Yeah. Right. She goes, I don't think that would be a good idea. And she's not wrong. <laughs> she's not wrong. And what on earth, like the whole thing with a conflict, conflict resolution is that's an objective third party. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not involved in the situation and they're sitting uh, there helping two groups of people. This guy doesn't even know his own job. Yeah. That's rule number one, bucko. Uh, you know, it, he's the problem. He's the <laughs> conflict. Like he doesn't realize that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like, but I'm so good at what I do that I'm going to be able to talk a crazy ex-boyfriend down. Like I would have respected him more if he'd walked into that place and been like, listen, you fuckwad, stop, (laughs) stop calling my house or we're going to have, we're going to have a problem. I'm going to call the cops back the fuck off. Like more than like, come on, man, let's just like sort this out. You know, like (laughs) you're the problem. He is mad that his girlfriend Ex-girlfriend is now dating you. He is mad about that. Oh, yeah. They did make him a super douchey looking guy, yeah, didn't they? they he really he did. looked like he would uh he would read like a pocket commerce sutra on the bus. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what he looked like to me. I was like, oh Jesus Christ, this man looks inappropriate. Yeah. He's like, come on, man, sexuality isn't anything we need to be embarrassed about. Yeah. We can have a frank public discussion about it. It's like that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> no one's fighting for this. Yeah, just you. <laughs> I'd rather you play your music on the bus. <laughs> just shut the Karma Sutra. Listen to whatever you want. But uh yeah. It's it's none of these women should have ever dated. No. Except yeah. for maybe the first one, because she figured out she needed to dip real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we talk, like the f- the the fourteen year old girl was like, nope, I'm out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's smell true. that crazy a mile away. Oh god, damn it. Yeah, and then happily <laughs> married after that. Like, yeah, what a yeah, yeah. dodge that bullet for sure. You um, can always feel the crazy in the tongue. You know what I mean, <laughs> what <laughs> is this? A it's thing? Too much, uh, too much daggering or too much systematic movement, you go, mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay, there's a, yeah, there's this a... This guy doesn't have human emotions. Uh, it's too robotic. Although at 14, I would say everybody's yeah, probably yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, at 14, there, there's none of that. Okay, but let me ask you this. So clearly this guy is not well. He's got a lot of issues yeah. going on. Okay. Is it true from a woman's perspective oh. that nobody fucks like crazy? Like, there's no better fucking crazy. Because, like, I can imagine, I can imagine that. Okay. 
a guy being mm. driven by craziness is not going to be necessarily the best is, is my thought it's a yes and no answer for me okay okay i don't know i i'm gonna try and explain this the best that i have experienced in my life um there's two different types of crazy okay okay there's scary crazy where it's like oh my god i'm in danger or you're abusive or whatever yeah that's and cool. that's not that's not a good time no matter what. For you know sure. What I mean, it's yeah, not yeah. a good time no matter okay. what. Whereas there's fun crazy, and that is going to be a big yes from this side of the okay. table. Craig. All right. Okay. All right. It's going to be a big yes where you kind of go, oh man, like I don't want to be around this person. <laughs> uh, they're a little too wild. I don't agree with a lot of their opinions. <laughs> right. Uh, but hot damn. Yeah. I think there's something. <laughs> <laughs> they're out I, to prove something well, let's that, put it that way they're yeah that and i think it again it's kind of like is it one causing it or the other but i think there's a certain degree of i don't care what this person thinks of me and it makes it a little better you're saying that's from your perspective yeah where you kind of go even if you dislike the person a little bit you can just be like i'm just gonna do this a little harder okay yeah <laughs> no i get that yeah 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 yeah. okay fair enough you know what I mean? it's like yeah. when you have an argument <laughs> Yeah. Afterwards, there's like, it is makeup, but there's like that 10% of like, I'm still a little pissed I gotta get though. some little aggression out. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's the same for, for guys. For oh, sure. I would yeah. assume so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if you, if you have something to prove uh, to an absentee parent, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somehow you're trying to prove it with me i don't know absolutely it's a yeah it's a weird one so but i don't think in this case i don't think he would be i don't think john cusack's oh, character no, he's, he's he's sad crazy he's sad yeah <laughs> that's true that's true it's not yeah sad so he's not bringing that different. to the table oh he's either. not bringing the heat no <laughs> he is not bringing the heat <laughs> that ian guy i bet he incorporates his hair there's a lot of things i'm sure that guy's doing uh, but weirdly i don't want to think about that you know what i mean oh Oh, yeah, no, he yeah. looked like he had body odor. For sure. <laughs> um, and then I think the one other thing I wanted to mention was like, yeah, so Laura sets up this CD release party yeah. and he's trying so hard not to like have it happen and like he doesn't want to like take any risks and she's invited uh, Jack Black's band to play. Which is excellent. Well, yeah, and that's when he's like so embarrassed because he thinks they're going to be so bad. And then his he shows up and they're they're quite good, which and means I'm just he's like, been you... completely unwilling to watch his friend for years. Exactly, yes, <laughs> for years, no confidence in his friends whatsoever, uh, and their abilities. Like you at know? a point, I'm sure you've heard this guy sing. Yeah, you work in a record <laughs> store. You know what I mean? He didn't seem with, like the quiet type to no, me. He's for sure put on records and sung along with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. As just like you're not only are you a terrible boyfriend and you're mm-hmm. terrible in relationships, you are also a terrible friend. Yeah, I don't think he has friends. No, he, he doesn't, is, right? He has employees. He's employees who he says he can't fire because they just keep showing up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's gonna be my cover letter for the next time I apply for a job. I'll just, just keep shave. showing up. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta pay me. I'm showing up. Showing up every day. Um, the other guy in that music store, uh, Dick, I think was his name. Oh yeah, he was kind of sweet, he like a little sweet. aloof, but yeah. like 
He's well, just weird. He's just awkward. Yeah. That was and his he only meets fault. The girl yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. You needed him to get a hookup. Yeah. He needed to. <laughs> he needed to get together with somebody. I love like, when I watch two weirdos. Nothing brings my heart any more joy than watching two fucking weirdos get together. Yeah, it's really great, eh? When two people that are strangely perfect for each other lock in together, I'm like, oh, this is this is better than when beautiful people get together. I really like this. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, Eagle versus Shark? No. Oh, I think I Jermaine have. Jermaine Clement. And- yeah. Yeah, there's parts of it that don't hold up as well, but mm-hmm. like, um, you know, in certain behaviors and whatnot that are problematic. But like, um, geez, talking about like two just weird people kind of just hitting it off. You're like, yeah, that was a good one. Absolutely. But yeah. Two weirdos. I love well, it. Well, in conclusion, I'm pretty sure John Cusack's character uh, shouldn't be with anybody. <laughs> no, he should have Maybe to work go on to the himself. woods, work on himself <laughs> yeah. a lot. Stop yeah. jumping from relationship to relationship to uh, uh, satisfy what's wrong with you. Recommend a meditation retreat or yeah. something of <laughs> something that nature. Something like that. Um, but I think that uh, that pretty much does it for me. Yeah. Got anything else? Yeah, so let's go on to our definitive ranking of the villains where every week we give the definitive ranking of how good the villain was. Uh, what do you got there? Uh, we had uh, from a... <laughs> A scale of uh, cheating in Monopoly to adultery, I give him a shaggy it wasn't me. Shaggy it wasn't me. Are you yeah. doing John, John Cusack here? Yeah. Okay, so you're giving him a shaggy it wasn't me. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> he's the <laughs> villain. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, he's not a good character. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to get... So I I was saying that the uh, the exes, the girlfriends, were the, the intended villain of yes. this. So I'm going to rank them, and I'm saying I'm going to rank them on the best music of all time scale. Okay. Okay. So from a scale of a child mashing his hands on a keyboard, mm-hmm. all the way up to Beethoven. Oh, I like that. That's the height for you. That's good. Yeah, you know, it's a classic or whatever. There's, there's lots of degrees in here. Uh, I'm going to give all of them a solid Spice Girls. Oh. Because even though you spent most of the time complaining about them and thinking that you're better than them, uh, they're actually the ones that everyone gets excited about when they show up at a wedding. So <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I I'd like much that. rather have any of his exes show up at a party than John Cusack's character. <laughs> they're not very villainous at all. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it. So before we get to the hero or villain of the week, uh, there's a couple ways you can support the podcast if you are enjoying uh, what we do here and enjoying some of the episodes, uh, please go on iTunes, um, subscribe, uh, give us a rating. If you can, if you can do us a real solid favor and leave us a couple sentence review on iTunes, that actually helps us jump up in the, uh, charts a lot. More people get to discover it. Um, more people get to share and everything like that. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, and you can also reach us at, Oh, uh, VWR podcast on Twitter or, uh, villain was right on Facebook and, uh, villain was right at gmail.com. Yeah. And send us your suggestions for movies, uh, or TV shows that you want us to cover. Mm. Uh, yeah, we love getting suggestions it makes our lives a lot easier we like so to easy yeah <laughs> we like to hear what you guys uh want to see and hear about so uh yeah let us know um that's great yeah and now uh yeah it's time it's that time of the week it's time it's story time where we're going to talk about who inspired <laughs> or disappointed us rebecca what do you got this week i have um my one of my favorite crazy ex-boyfriend stories okay from uh right after high school oh geez. okay I, I really feel like we need to end on that one okay <laughs>
<laughs> okay. It's wild. Okay. So is this a villain for you? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I also have a villain. Uh, perfect. This so, it's perfect for this week. Uh, my villain is Sunwing Airlines. Mm. Uh, I recently went on a vacation uh, down to the Dominican Republic, uh, and it was very nice. Uh, but on the plane ride down there, um, I had the privilege of being sat next to uh, two strangers' children. Oh. So I was in the aisle seat in the very back of the plane, like the last row. I was in the aisle seat, and the two two girls beside me, like all both under 10. And, uh, and by the way, this wasn't like single mother <laughs> flying with seven kids yeah. and like she just can't be mm-hmm. with all of them. The two rows in front of us, they were all traveling as a family. There was five adults and three kids, which means one of the adults could have been sitting back there with this kid. Did you okay. offer your seat up? Well, like, yeah, like it just, anyway, it didn't work. Not that and, it's your fault. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make it you. <laughs> But like I got switched to that seat because Uh, like originally I was sitting across the aisle with Kat. mm -hmm. Like I was in the middle seat and they were like, oh, well, there's a couple that wants to sit together who was on their honeymoon. So I gave up my seat so that they could sit together at like the window in the middle. And then I was across the aisle and we're like, well, I'm still sitting next to Kat. This is great. Yeah. but uh, yeah, then the family gets on and it's like just two girls in the back there. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're like at one point, it's just like, can th- then the parents immediately fall asleep in the front two rows, oh. right? And like at one point, the stewardess oh. is coming by and she's just like, uh, oh, um, the one girl's like, can I have juice? And I was like, I don't know. Ask your dad. <laughs> and she's like, that's not my dad. I'm like, well, neither am I. Like, don't <laughs> ask Blink me. twice if you're being trafficked. Yeah. Well, like, I think it was like... It, like, I think that she, it was, like, her uncle. Like, right, I think it was, yeah. like, brother and sister and, like, grandparent situation. Anyway. All of this is very inappropriate. Right. So this is the point at which the airline is actually the villain. Like, whatever. Not you. You can't mm. control that. They give every kid getting on this plane a toy. Oh, how nice. Right? Is it a model airplane? You know? Is it a little puzzle? That they can do on the tray? No. What do they give these kids getting on an airplane? But a beach ball. A beach ball. The thing that is going to take up the most amount of room and be most likely to be knocked around a cockpit ever. You know what I mean? Like I've never heard of this in my fucking life. Yeah, so I've there's, never heard of there's this. There's two kids sitting next to me with fully inflated beach... Like, they, like obviously, they gave them to them deflated, but they've yeah, blown these up. Of course. So the entire flight, they're just like carelessly knocking this beach ball. It's like rolling into my lap. It's like onto my tray. Like I'm sipping like red wine. It's because like I'm on vacation, right? Yeah. And it's like trying to like not, and I'm just like keep pushing it over and like it's just going everywhere and getting in my space the whole time. And I'm just like, of all the fucking things that you give kids on an airplane, why a beach ball? Why is that a thing? And then we get to like four or five hours later, the plane's finally getting ready to land. Mm-hmm. Like the steward, the flight attendants are coming up and down the aisle. Um, you know, making sure everyone's like buckled up, seat trays are up and they go, okay, kids, we're going to have to take the beach balls and put them in the overhead compartment for the landing. The kids are like, no, I want to keep it. And they like start freaking out. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go check to see if we can have it. But I don't think we can. And because we're in the back of the plane, she just like steps around the curtain. Oh yeah. And I can hear hear everything they're saying. And the flight attendants, the other one, she's like, uh, are they allowed to keep the beach balls? Uh, The beach balls during landing? 
And the other one's like, I don't know. I don't know. Did they blow them up already? Like, do they have the beach balls? And they're like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And go, go ask somebody else. And then I hear her, like, leave, walk up the aisle to the mid one. And he's like, are they allowed to have beach balls when we land? And they're like, I don't see a problem with it. I'm like, I've got to keep my seat in the upright position mm-hmm. during landing in case that three degree, degree incline somehow gets in the way of somebody being able to get out of an airplane. But you can have a beach ball? <laughs> Just loose in the compartment. What's going on? I was like, what are we? Plus, have you ever met children? My move there is the same move every time. I go, let me go check. I step around the corner, count to 15, come back out and go, no, you can't. Also, it's checked with somebody else. Sorry. It's a child and you don't have to check. You know what I mean? You can just be like, no, I'm the adult. Oh, God. Anyway, so that was my villain. It was kind of funny. I spent like five hours with a beach ball being oh bounced up a game. Oh my god, that's madness! Very, There's no fun. way that's allowed. No, it was. Uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny in retrospect, though. So that was my that was my villain of the week. So what do you got, Rebecca? Okay, I got a story. <laughs> All right, so this is what happened. Okay, essentially, so I was dating this guy, and um, this guy, it, it, to be fair, he he had issues that you know he couldn't necessarily deal with properly okay like it wasn't like he was innately a bad guy he just had some problems that he needed to deal with that was it right but um he made the very wrong mistake of cheating on me on valentine's day which i think is extra salty to be honest i'm not a big valentine's day fan but that's pretty salty okay yeah. I, don't, I don't care for that kind of behavior anyway so um they don't I'll, make a card for i cheated no, no, on no. you on valentine's no that's a that's a little <laughs> extra okay um pretty sure you got to make that one yourself uh <laughs> fucking so this guy so i obviously I, I find out like a week or two weeks later we break up obviously I've, i'm like i can't pride in myself i will not be dealing with this right so this guy, um, he doesn't take it well, let's say that. Uh, kind of goes on a bit of a bender. Um, and while he is on one of these benders, um, he decides that he is going to steal my uncle's car and drive drunk to my house. Okay? Now, I don't know any of this. All I know is that when I wake up the next morning... I have about 20 texts from him being like, I'm here, come outside. I'm here, come outside. Please come talk to me. Please come talk to me. Da, 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 right? I get 20 of these texts. I look at them. I go, oh, that's weird. But I don't think anything of it. I, I, I just ignore them and I go to my friend's house. And I'm at my friend's house and my friend's acting like super weird. I'm like, what is going on? And I get a call from my mother being like, hey, uh, do you know what happened last night? I was like, uh, no. And and she goes, okay, well, I'm going to call you back. I got to get a little more information, but I'm going to call you back. And I hung up and my friend's giving me a really weird look. And I can tell she she knows why I'm on the phone with my mom, right? So I hang up and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So between the two or three of these people that were involved, this story is compiled, okay? What has essentially happened is this guy has shown up at my house middle of the night, right? Middle of the night. And my neighbor had just had a child. Um, so if you ever had, and this is the way he explained it to me, I don't know, I don't have a kid, but he says, when you first have a kid, you're always on high alert. Who's outside? What's going on? Whatever. So he goes, so he sees this guy pull up and he noticed that he's around my age. So he goes, okay, that guy's acting shady. It's like 2 a.m. He's hanging out outside the house. This doesn't look right, right? So he goes outside and he knocks on the window and he goes, excuse me, like, what are you doing? Who are you here for? Why are you here? 
So this, my, my ex-boyfriend freaks out, right? He peels out. He just peels out. He, he, he trenches some people's lawns and peels out and gets out the hell out of Dodge, right? Now, you would think, if you're a smart person, probably not coming back. Oh, no, we're coming back. He comes back again. My neighbor sees him again. Doesn't take too kindly to this, okay? Does not take too no. kindly to this. At this point, he decides he's coming out with a crowbar. So he grabs the crowbar at the front door and goes outside and knocks on the window with the crowbar and goes, excuse me, you need to step out of the vehicle. At this point, this guy, my ex-boyfriend, obviously freaks out. He's like, this guy's got a crowbar. Peels out. My neighbor decides, well, fuck this guy. I'm going to chase him. He gets in his truck and chases him all the way around town until he thinks There's he's cornered a him. A lot of bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> he until he thinks he's cornered him, and then this my ex boyfriend peels out again and trenches like three persons' lawns on his way out. He's like, "This is we're we're out of here." Right? Escapes miraculously because he's drunk as hell. And to say this, he was an excellent driver. Okay, he was a maniac, <laughs> but he was an excellent driver. So he pull whatever peels out again now. You would think no <laughs> that you wouldn't go back anymore. <laughs> My neighbor hears a car pull up for the third time. He is beside himself. He's bouncing. He grabs a bat. He grabs a crowbar. He's like, "I'm, I'm gonna like ruin this guy's car minimum. Like something very bad is happening. And he goes out the door to see uh, my ex-boyfriend's been surrounded by three cop cars good. and is violently getting arrested. Very good. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And the reason why my friend knew about it was because she had to bail him out of jail. No. <laughs> and he was staying at her place because she's the nicest person on He's the planet. He's there? He was there. Oh, he Jesus. was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just she's a super nice person. It was like this guy's just we need to help him out. But I was like, that is all. No, fucked. I think you can let him be in jail for the night. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. I, man. <laughs> that is nuts. Yeah. So he stole my uncle's car. So up your uncle's house. car is probably like fucked at this point. No, right? it was it was fine. Um, oh, I don't even think he pressed charges. That's insane. Yeah, that is nuts. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the and many should... tapestry stories that I have oh, okay. about uh, the people that I used to date. Because <laughs> I don't always pick the best one. <laughs> I just love the I cheated on her on Valentine's <laughs> Day. You know what's gonna win her back? <laughs> Showing up at her place drunk, wasted, wasted in a stolen car. Yeah, because. Wow. Because we need to have a little chit chat. We need to have a little chit chat. You chit-chat. just <laughs> There's just so many things about the situation you don't understand, Rebecca. There's <laughs> <laughs> too many moving parts. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. That's a great one. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Yeah, that's fine. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, well, I think that does it for the uh, this episode. Uh, so if you want to uh, get in touch with me, uh, you can find me at Craig Fay Comedy on uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, CraigFay.com for show dates coming up. And, um, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, and I'm just at Rebecca Reads on anything of your choosing, RebeccaReads.com. Uh, what day are we releasing this? This is the February 28th. February 28th. So if you are in Toronto or the surrounding area, I will be recording an album at Bad Dog Theater on the 24th. We've got an 8 and a 10 o'clock. Yes, that is a Sunday, but please come out and party with us anyway. It's going to be a really good time. 
yeah go see that that's going to be a, an amazing album recording I'm excited to see it myself so absolutely get your tickets yeah, and I guess that's uh, been up for us this week alright <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network for more great podcasts like this as well as YouTube series web comics and so much more visit FromSuperheroes.com 